What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is New York rapper, singer, producer, and artist Rafia. We spoke about the legacy of Michael K. Williams, The White Lotus, our mutual love of IMAX and children's movies, growing up with a filmmaker father, the importance of post-production sound effects, how her college career as an artist transitioned into taking music seriously, having an art piece broadcast on billboards in Times Square, and a handful of her various projects and singles. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back to Real Notes. I think... Uh, the numbers don't matter anymore. I'm tired of trying to remember them. You'll see them. I'm pretty sure that it's, it's like mid to late 20s. I think this is number 27. Let's just call it 27. Wow. Um, my name is Dylan Cinemasai. I, I got names. I do things. Um, it's raining. I got a cookie behind me. I'm going to eat later. It's going to be tight. Um, I, I, I do a lot of shit like eat cookies and podcast. Um, and the person that I'm sitting here with also does a lot of things. Uh, they've been moving around a whole bunch making music and art um especially music a lot <laughs> over the course hey. of these last couple of years uh we're both uh, um, um we're both purchased college alums and <laughs> fucking just a whole you know uh, like I'm, I'm i'm not even gonna beat around the bush we got we got rafia on here Hi. in the place to be what's cracking thank you so much i really appreciate you being here like this feels like it's been a long time coming honestly it's been a long time coming I love running into you. Like, I always run into you at, like, the randomest time. Like, remember that time I saw you in, like, Manhattan? Yeah, it was it, it was in, it was on Broadway. Like, I, I forget what show <laughs> it was. Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I ran into you, like, like, I saw you walking past, like, a stage. I forget what show it was, but it was, like, a stage. And I was like, that's Rafia. Like, you, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's, you're, 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 you're not hard to miss. I like, something, and I don't know why I was, like, by myself, like, that day. Cause I, I, I remember like, number one, I was in Times Square a lot. That was like 2019 where I had my work in Times Square. Yeah. But something like that. I remember like after that, I, I went to see, um, one of those shows I went to, what I, I saw Frozen on Broadway, like right after <laughs> that ended, um, right after the Times Square like exhibition ended, I was like, I don't know, my mom or my aunt or something got like tickets to see, Pro- I don't know if that was the same day, but it was some day that I was up there and I ran into you, but it was like, Nah, yeah, it's always a pleasure. I love it. And like, and, and, and I just realized I said earlier that you're not hard to miss. I mean, you're extremely hard to miss. Like, it, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, it's like, it's so easy. Like, like, I feel like you and I are in common that way because everybody always tells me like, oh, it's like, you know, like, I know it's Dylan. It's like, I know it's Rafia. Like, you're just right. there, you know, like, literally, <laughs> but like, but yo, like you've been, you've been so hard at work over these last couple of years and I'm just like happy to have you on here to just like bullshit. That's what they say. Like, That's what they <laughs> I mean like I mean like go check your band camp and your fucking like all the shows you you were on Do a that. billboard in no, Times Square. I've, been ha- like, I've just been having a lot of fun. I've just been like it's you know I guess I have been working. It's just like I just think of it all as like homework, you know what I'm saying? So it's just mm. like I'm always like, oh, I got to work on the next thing. We're going to just like you've been busy. I'm like oh, that's what I got to do. That's you know. Yeah. That's what I got to do. No, nah, I feel like that. It just feels like, like life. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's too real. Um, I want to talk about all of that. But before I get started the way I usually do, um, mm-hmm. 
we uh we got to talk about this Michael K. Williams thing because the fact that Michael K. Yeah. Williams passed away is still really fucked me up. Like I just I've I've been thinking about him a lot for the past couple days. Just like you know, like I feel like I said this on Twitter. Like everybody mm. knows him as Omar from The Wire, but like the amount of things that he did over the course of his career and just like the roles he was able to play and just like the things he did for people and like the yeah. fact that he started out as like a backup dancer. Like I had like, no idea. Okay, well, okay. Full disclosure, I actually have seen none of the shows that this man was on. Like I saw the whole list of shows that he's on. It was all stuff that I had not seen. I had not watched The Wire yet. But like that, like literally, and this has been a thing. Like in this past couple of months, I'm learning a lot about people in their death, um, and that's really interesting too. So I'm like, I was, I had no idea that he was a dancer. Like I've seen his face, obviously, but I just, I, I didn't watch Love craft uh country i didn't watch it i was just like i'm not <laughs> i wasn't in the mood to you know <laughs> myself. um but I'm, I'm definitely learning a lot about people in their death and like the thing the amazing things that they've done for people and how like everybody in brooklyn was like oh like they never forgot them he was always coming back and he was always doing stuff for the kids and i was like that's just you know such a great that's such a great energy and it's like it's so sorry that the energy is gone you know well the energy isn't gone but it's like right. you know the person like who is putting that forth is going now we have to like remember that and like you know do the work to keep that energy you know in ourselves and i'm you know that's, that's a lot i'm learning a lot about that <laughs> you know yeah he's he, he's not the vessel for it anymore and it's weird right to think about right that. like he's just because like because like there have been a handful of things that i've been thinking about with him like he was in a he was in a todd Solins movie that i'm not really a big fan of but like his his performance in it is so good What's that like it's um life during wartime it's the it's the movie that's like a kind of sort of sequel or, or it's, not, it's not a kind of sort of sequel it's a direct sequel to the movie happiness but mm-hmm. it but but the entire cast was recast like every single character is played by a new actor and michael oh. k williams was this like he was this dude who was like he just like stayed at home and like stock phone called people and he just he just did a really great job of bringing this dude's personality to the screen. Like, I don't know, just like see, so, seeing him go from like Omar from The Wire to like that creepy dude who calls you on Star 69 is like really <laughs> crazy to me. It's like, OK, so you think I should watch The Wire first and then after that, watch this weird movie? Uh it depends on how much you want your life to get fucked up. I like as much as I love Todd Solins, I don't really know that I could ever like recommend watching his movies to anyone who's not like actively prepared to walk out like hating the world. You know, you know what? Like, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while since I've watched a movie like that. I've, I always think about that uh, with Rec Room for a Dream. I'm just like, well, mm. oh, nothing gets better. And it just gets. <laughs> it, it's been a, it's been a minute you know, since I've watched the movie that made me hate stuff in a while. Cause I like to watch, right. I, wa- I like to watch nice movies, you know, <laughs> like, felt, at felt, this point, I'll be watching kids movies a lot too. I mean, like them that's kid, great. Kids movies be fucked up too though. Them kids movies be fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I've been thinking about the secret of Nim a lot too. And like that movie is extremely fucked up. Like, the fucking like mouse and the family living in the trees and shit like just I don't know nothing about this but I'm looking it uh, up nah it's 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 like that and stuff. no I gotta yeah. okay, so I gotta watch that nah yeah please go watch the secret of Nim it's like like 
it's just like really violent for a kid's movie. And it's Don Bluth, the guy who made like an American tale and all that uh-huh. stuff. So uh just like just yeah, like no, really, 1982, really... yeah, that's gonna be fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but uh but yeah, like Michael K. Williams just did a whole bunch of like he was just like supporting player and like a bit player and a bunch of things. I think he was in the new Robocop. Uh wow. he was in tw- he was in 12 Years a Slave. Uh he was in oh, know, he was in Gone I... Baby Gone. Holy shit. Wow. I did see 12 Years a Slave. That that I did see, but I you know I watched it once and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I saw it, not I really saw it in theaters actually, and that was interesting. Mm. What was I was, I was like was... with a black person, but it was like we were definitely like up in like 14th Street and it was like a very like white audience. It was weird, but so I watched the movie, sure, but you know, I was like I haven't watched it again. Right. Nah, I get that. And um, I, I almost hate to bring this up, but I forgot that one of the earliest places I saw Michael K. Williams was as uh, was as uh, the police officer, James and uh, R. Kelly's trapped in the closet. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> that that was the first time it. I ever saw him. Yeah. Wow. Like, like, I've obviously seen that, but I have not seen it in a long time. And now I'm not even going to run it back for the stream. <laughs> 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 I, might, I might have to go like okay, well, you know, screenshot. And, and right. Um, and oh wow, he was in I, belly. I t- sorry, he was in belly. Sorry, sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> um, he was he was in belly too. A, I didn't know they uh, made a belly too. B, I didn't me mean to either. cut you off. That's okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry about close- that. No, there was literally nothing that I was saying. I would think I was about to trail off into some very strange story that I don't need to bring up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that oh, was right man. on time. Um, but yeah, like I just, yeah, I just, I just really felt the need to talk about him because he was somebody who's always kind of been, he's always been on the periphery of like me as a movie watcher. He was fucking Mm. Carmelo Jones and the purge anarchy too. This nigga's done so many fucking things. I really, I I really, really loved him and just like seeing his face around and like, he was also like extremely charitable. Like he would always show up to like charity events and he was just, he, he was, he was just a good egg for, for years. I all, I thought he was from Newark. I don't know why I thought he was from Newark, but <laughs> like Newark energy. I just yeah, like it was just like in my head because like I live like you know, like Newark is like in my neck of the woods. So like yeah. I kind I was like oh he's from I was like oh like I always call everybody from Jersey Jersey's finest because that's just <laughs> how I do it. But like yeah. this whole time like I think I tweeted it like the day he passed I was like not Newark's finest and then I looked it up I'm like oh he's from Brooklyn never mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not that that makes him any lesser, but like, mm-hmm. it's like he's definitely not from Jersey. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just that's funny. That's a funny mistake. <laughs> but nah, you know, like shout out to Michael K. Williams. Rest in peace. Rest in power. All that stuff. I'm just yeah, just really fucking sad, man. Just yeah. To, um. Uh, wow. Like, and just to know that, like, everything that he was go- like, he developed the drug habit that ultimately wound up taking his life, like, on the wire like being omar really that was, yeah like that's where that's where he like first started messing with drugs and he oh um, shit. as as far as as far as the story goes like mm. i don't know if this is like 100 percent true or not but the initial report was that he od'd off of a uh, fentanyl like a lot of yeah. other people have been doing so like that is fucked up yeah and yeah it's fucked up like uh, they're saying that, like even a lot of the dealers don't even know that it's in there until like people start dying off of their shit. And I'm just like, right. Like, I'm just like, even you know, it's it's scary. 
Yeah, it's scary, awful cycle, and I'm sorry that it took another Test person. Your drugs. Like, Test your drugs. For, yeah, please. Like the fucking. <laughs> The fucking strips are available places like test your drugs. If if, if you're if you're going to partake, please, please, please test your drugs. Um, oh, shit. He was in the Incredible Hulk. He was an Which extra. One? The um the Edward Norton one. He's Harlem bystander. Like no way. Harlem bystander. Harlem bystander. That's wow. That's hilarious. I didn't know. OK, now. OK, I guess I got to go watch the Incredible Hulk again. I'll now. go watch that again. <laughs> I like that one. I'm just, I think I'm just I mad. It, that like he's... on bootleg DVD in the house somewhere. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, find it and watch it. That's hilarious. I gotta go find <laughs> this and watch for Harlem bystander Michael right. K. Williams. That's amazing. When he comes like this, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like the one shot where he's like looking off and it's just like, <gasps> like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hilarious. Well, you know, shout out to and rest in power to uh, Michael K. Williams. He was fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna start this off by asking you the same question I asked everybody. Um, what's the last movie or TV show that you watch that you have a strong opinion about? Well, the la- the most very recent thing that I've been watching is uh, Adventure Time because I-, I watched that when it came out and I never watched it straight through. Like at some point I just like stopped watching it. I really liked the short, you know, that came out way back when and then like I just kind of fell off. Um, so now I'm just right. like, like, getting back into it. It's cool. It's, it's interesting watching it. Like, yeah, no. So I watched White Lotus just to see what people on Twitter were talking about. And I was just like, OK, it's like cool watching these like white people act white. You know what I'm saying? I was like, OK, you know, I you know, I got a little little bit of excitement. You know, it didn't make me think really. I was just like, all right, they're literally like filming in Hawaii right now, <laughs> like with this you know, and everybody. I had, you know, I had no opinions on the show. I don't know, like. The, all of and all of you know all of the things and the you know the, the the how they roll back the episode which I do like I enjoy that about HBO, um, but they were just like oh this is gonna like you know cause conversation and do that and that and I was like man please I don't like, <laughs> I don't got nothing you know I don't got nothing to talk about that's just what y'all be doing, um, so yeah like um I'm trying to think of anything that I watched before that that I had strong opinion oh here's something I have a strong opinion about I did. Mm-hmm watch Better Call Saul because I like I put that off for so long because I was just like I just need a break from that like Breaking Bad shit and then what got me back in it was like I was on Netflix and the, the other show uh with Aaron Paul was, like, oh El Camino yeah yeah so I was like let me click this and it was just like so dark and like gloomy and like I was just like ah it was just like wasn't my vibe so I was like and then after clicking that Better Call Saul came up and everybody had been telling me how good this show was and so I was like, okay, let me put it on. And I like, I immediately was hooked. I like just watched all of it, and it was so good. And I hope Bob Odenkirk is doing okay. I, like as soon as I started watching it, it was like, oh, he collapsed on set. And I was like, bro, yeah. what the fuck? oh man, yeah, like, nah, I was, I was, I wasn't ready to lose him. Right, yeah. So it's a lot of, a lot of shit going on in his past year and a half. But um, so I, I watched all of that show, and it was, that was really, you know, entertaining and really interesting. I don't know what I don't know what, what movies I've seen recently. <laughs> I've been watching like random movies. Random kids movies cuz I'm like always hanging out with my nephew and like he always likes to put a movie on and like rewind it a bunch of times. Mhm. Um as kids that's, do. That's what they like we didn't 
I mean, sure, we reround the tape, you know what I'm saying? But, like, they just have it, so they just press, like, back, like, 15 seconds. And we're in the replay culture. It's yeah. very interesting. I don't mind, but... Um... You know what's crazy? I, um, you, just unlock, you just unlocked a really deep memory in my brain. When, when I first got TiVo, like, when TiVo was, like, a new thing. Yeah. Like, there was a... There was a you remember the episode of SpongeBob where... Uh, they run away from Bikini Bottom and they have like the chocolate bars that are supposed to like last them the whole trip. And like Patrick is just like, he's like, thanks, SpongeBob. I think I'll eat it now. And then he eats it. And then he like has the brain, whatever. He's like, I think I'll eat it now. Like, and then he bites his hand. I used to always rewind that part. So he was just like infinitely like, like, like it lined up perfectly to the point wow. where he was just infinitely eating the bar of chocolate. That's so and I just funny. Like, I just like I like I think I might I must have did that like seventy or eighty times just because I thought it was the funniest shit he on the face of the earth. Was making a gif on TiVo. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's funny. We making loops on TiVo. <laughs> you already know, man. Like Seriously. this is it's what we're here for. Next um, <laughs> so um, if you can't necessarily remember like the last like movie you watched, like can you remember? Can you remember like the first movie experience you remember having, whether that was at like a theater or at like your cousin's house or like at like a Best Buy on like a TV screen? Like, yo, okay, so I remember like one of my first movie experiences was seeing like in IMAX. Oh, hold on, I'm eating this like vitamin C and I realized that this is audio and I'm like, literally, I'm... all right, so hold on. No, you're doing okay. I can't. I can't hear. I can't hear any like chewing or anything or like. Well, let me let me get it over with before I start talking. No, you're um, all good. I'm also gonna look for this movie because it was like the IMAX like underwater 3D experience. Do you remember that? Yeah, vaguely. I feel like there's a bunch of those, but I think I know the one you're talking about. Whatever one in the '90s. Underwater 1990s. I'm going to search it real quick. The mm. Living Sea. I think that's what it, I don't know. It's either blue under something. The Living Sea short 1995. So I think I saw that on my birthday. Mm-hmm. 1995. That's that's like my first movie experience. I think that's like the first one that I remember because it was a huge the IMAX theater is humongous. I was very small. And we had those 3D glasses, whatever the 3D glasses were in 1995. <laughs> Let me look. Because they, they were a whole lot different then. Right. And everything felt bigger back then, too, for obvious reasons. Right. Deep Sea 3D. Maybe that was it. Oh, my God. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. These glasses are, like, humongous. This is so funny. So that was, like, the 90s, the 90s 3D glasses. That's incredible. I, I just remember that was so cool. You know, as a little like tiny kid, you're like seeing all this stuff flying out the screen. Like that was mind blowing. The fuck? <laughs> that's the, when um, um that's when 3D was like popping. Now 3D, they kind of like chill on the stuff that they just like 3D back then it was very like let's just put everything. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like, 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 especially like Hollywood was really obsessed with 3D for like a decade. And now, like, remember how like 
there were so many real D 3D theaters like everywhere for like a decade. And now they're just like aren't anymore. And I'm happy with that because they kind of they kind of like overdid it. But like IMAX 3D is always something different. Like I think the first I think the first one I ever saw was this like Galapagos movie. It was either at the Liberty Science Center or somewhere in D.C. maybe like and there's a bit like halfway through when they're throwing a rope down a hole and like the camera is in the hole and the rope comes at the camera lens like uh like on some like the train is coming at the thing in the Thomas Edison movie like wow. and i remember i remember being like terrified like ah! like I, I, was, I was i don't remember how old i was but like i was old enough to be scared by a fucking right get, getting whacked in the eye by a oh not real rope <laughs> no you know what always scares me though at the beginning of the movie when they're doing like the you know turn your phone off that whole like thing they have the like giant popcorn and fucking pops i always hate that like no <laughs> i think they changed it recently like the last like it was less loud i think somebody must have complained or something or they, they did something with it you know we both we both love imax movies shout out to imax forever and ever <laughs> um but for you like as you got older and started to experience more like movies and more life in general like was there a specific movie that made you fall in love with movies as more than just like entertainment like that moment where you stopped and were like this is art that i'm watching right now or like something that kind of works on a more complicated emotional level if that makes sense well i grew up watching a lot of movies because my dad's a documentary filmmaker and you know we were always watching like so it was like I've always seen like really I've always seen like really cool artsy movies um oh I'll name a favorite movie of mine but it like definitely wasn't the first movie where I like considered it art like I've seen I've seen many movies but um there was like one that my brother took me to see the science of sleep you know that movie that movie's so classic i do yeah i saw that in theaters you know what i'm saying so that was like it was really fun i was like oh this is cool you know i had a lot of fun watching that movie the only thing i remember about that movie is the dream sequence where they're riding the fucking plush horse that's all i remember (laughs) i remember this part with uh with the cellophane like the cellophane was water or something like that i just remember that part yeah, I you, you like that because that was um that's uh Michelle Gondry who I'm a really big fan of. He's um mm-hmm. he he also made uh you ever see Be Kind Rewind, the Jack Black most deaf movie. Oh, I heard of it. I've actually never seen it. It's really cute. I it's it, it's actually one of my favorites. I haven't seen it in years, but it's just a really really cute movie. Um, like same aesthetic, kind of like kind of like Twee in the same way, but about different shit. But now nah, the science of sleep is is it's an interesting movie. I really uh, I remember enjoying it for what it's worth. It was mad fun. It was like really cute, really sweet. All the French movies were always like really cute to me. Like at that at that time, like whenever yeah. the, what, what year did that come out? Like two thousand seven? I don't know. Yeah, it must have been like late two thousands. I don't remember the year. Yeah. I was just looking at my Wi-Fi list and right under my Wi-Fi, which is a black power, there's a twink. (laughs) twink. (laughs) Maybe my next door neighbor. Somebody else has stopped trying to get in my Wi-Fi. That's funny. So this shit is called twink. I got um maybe maybe like a week and a half ago, I ordered I ordered some fried Twinkies from a place and the receipt listed them as like fried twinks. And I was like, hey, I got some fried twinks. (laughs) 
<laughs> like <laughs> who yeah. wants who wants who wants fried twinks well, um well, how, how many did you get how many were oh it must have been like four but they were like really big twinks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were really big twinks <laughs> i bet i've never had a fried twinkie they're really I, good i was never really a big twinkie fan to be honest that wasn't my that wasn't my bag i feel it i liked other um, things they're good with ice cream they're good with ice cream i like them i like pound cake like if i'm gonna do that i like pound cake with ice cream you yeah you can't really go wrong with pound cake and ice cream it's kind of like a it's like a staple <laughs> it's definitely a staple um were there um were there any other movies you could think of that kind of like it doesn't even necessarily have to be like an independent or an art film but like or it, like was there just like any moment where like movies kind of connected with you on more than just like the base entertainment level I always liked the music in movies. Like I always was really into um, like the soundtracks of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold up. Speaking of soundtracks and movies, I have like the Pokemon, the first movie soundtrack, <clears throat> which is actually oh, yes. amazing. Like I still have this. I found the CD and it's got all of these like this, like an old Aaron Carter song. Mm-hmm. And it's really <laughs> like vitamin C and M to M. Yeah, I know exactly M what you're to, talking about. There's a Britney song on there. Um, and it was like when she was still doing like this sort of like deep voice before they like had her do the baby voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, that that soundtrack is dope. So like I, <laughs> I like all the and really corny but i used to really be into harry potter and i used to really be into fucking john williams with that like with the soundtrack um just because i like you know it i like like the basic like movement sounds classical music like when i was from like age five i think to age 17 i had a lot going on at 17 i was like i need to quit can't do this um but you 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 said you were like playing classical music at that point? Yeah, I was playing piano. And so I was mm. really into classical music and like I was really into orchestra music and the strings. And I played violin for a little while, um, but I wasn't ever that great at it. But I, I loved orchestra and like how the orchestra sounds. So I was re- I was always really into like movie soundtracks for sure. So like that, yeah, that's... that's- I remember a lot about sounds more than like the things that I've seen in, in movies. Yeah, I mean, like, same sometimes. Like, <laughs> it, it's 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 weird because I love them both, but like, but just like sound, but 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 just like the way like sound and like the way sight and sound can kind of work together to like amplify that experience, especially through something like a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like That's and just like how I process information. I process information better with my ears. And so mm-hmm. like I'm just I really am into like even the sound design, like how things sound like when the, the certain like a door closes, the footsteps and like the levels between sound. I'm always complaining about yeah. the levels in, in, in movies too. Cause it's like there's one part is super quiet and then suddenly it's like blaring loud, like Anyway, but yeah, no, that's that's what I like. I also remember a lot of like visuals and stuff. I actually recently watched the new Space Jam because I was like, let's see. Let's see what's going on. How do you like um, it? OK, well, the first when I watched it, the first time I watched it was with a, like a wild variety of ages. So I watched it with like my six year old nephew. Um, 
like a 31 year old friend of mine, my mom, who's like 69, my, just like my brother. So it's like, it was just like a wide range. So I was changing people's reactions, especially for the people who saw the original Space Jam. And like one guy was like, oh, one guy was like, oh, like, they're not doing the same things as the other ones and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, this is not for your age. This is for the kids. I'm watching my nephew. My nephew's six. And, like, it's just, it's information overload. And the thing with it is it does have a lot of references to, like, the old one. And so, like, and he's asking me all sorts of questions because it doesn't make sense. And to him, like, why doesn't it make sense? So he's asking me all of these things. I'm like, this is Looney Tunes. Nothing <laughs> is supposed to make sense. That's what I can tell you. You're just supposed to sit and watch. So that's, like, what I had to tell him with that. Right. Um, and so, you know, he, he was into it. And it was just, like, a lot of stuff going on. So it was, it was very overwhelming. But then right after that, like, another day, he was watching it again because he loves to rewatch a movie, obviously. But um, so after that, we, like, put on the first Space Jam. And he was like, immediate, like, whenever anything is too slow, he's like, I want to watch something else. I want to watch something. I'm like, this is, this is a movie from the 90s. Things were slower then. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it is like, you, the now, like, the movies just start off immediately, immediately. Right, they hit the ground like, running flash, for real. Flash, bang, da, 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 like, big intro. But then, like, even, like, old movies, like, I was watching some movie from, like, the 50s. Hold on, did, like I, I love movies, um, but I, I, I wish I watched more of them. To be honest, um, there is what a way to go. What movie? What, what year was that? Nineteen sixty-four. That's a funny movie, um, and it's like a lot of cool. Like um, the music is cool in that, but in that one, it's like the costuming is the cool part about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like I, I get into the costuming things, um, but mostly yeah, like the sound design. Costume design is cool, but I like sound design a lot, like, and like the sort of sound effect and the sound effects that they use and stuff like that. Really into sound effects. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I also really love all that stuff. Like, with like, like the work on the foil stage and shit, like people, like people like breaking vegetables to like simulate like a <laughs> neck snapping and like having to right like, I, I i yeah no nah, i love i love all that stuff too it's like a whole like, it's a whole cottage industry it's really dope i fuck with that right period yeah i've done some sound design like and that's like what my brother does my brother like edits a bunch of uh and he like does visual editing and does a lot of like audio visual things so it's like all in a family we all do this this wild stuff. So I've done some like sound editing and like having to put certain sound effects in certain places. It's just it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so that's what I think about when I go to the movies. Like think about like what's being put where and like how they're doing certain things and what this is supposed to make me feel like. Oh, this music is coming on now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now nah, having that perspective really just changes the way you watch movies. Like obviously you can still enjoy it as like somebody just watching to be entertained. But there's just something special to knowing, like the creative process, and just like it's just it like 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 it can either make it richer, or you just start noticing everything that's wrong. You know, yeah. like <laughs> it's pretty much it. Like the Cats movie. Did you see the Cats movie? Oh, of course theaters? I did. Yeah. <laughs> nah. my, my my father dragged my sister 
their husband and me to see that movie in theaters. That's that shit so was so funny. I had such a good time, but that movie did you was see, awful. Did you <laughs> see it like when it first came out before they like edited it and like oh, changed? No, because I saw apparently it. they fixed it or somehow. Yeah, they um uh because it was uh um Ju- uh, Judy Dench's real hand could be seen yeah, at the very end was, of the movie. I saw that in theaters and I was like, man, what the fuck is going on? It was just so there were so many like mistakes, and I was just like, man, what? I missed Taylor Swift's part. I didn't even see that part. I fell asleep during Taylor Swift's part. Oh, that might have that might have been one of my least favorite parts of the whole movie. Like, cause, okay, like, good. I still haven't seen it to this day. Like, I haven't seen any clips or anything. She 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 just gives the cats a whole bunch of catnip, and they all get like really horny, and she like sings oh. about like McCavity not being there, and like Great. Idris Elba is McCap, like. And here's the thing. I never actually fully saw the the play, the actual musical. Like I've seen, you know, bits of it where they had the recording. I didn't see it in person. And there's like a whole like lore around the the Cats musical. And so everybody who's a fan of the Cats musical, like doesn't necessarily like it's this is a bad movie, but it's also just like a really fucking strange story. (laughs) Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, because like it's based, uh, um, it's based off a series of like short stories that like they don't ever like. That was the jumping off point, but it tells its own thing that makes like it. It, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, and I yeah. don't think it was like designed to make sense right. in the way that we like typically think. And I can, think accept, that, I can like, accept that for sure. But like, I remember my aunt. Um, shout out to uh, or. or <laughs> depending on the side of my family it's either aunt or aunt shout out to aunt jackie <laughs> my aunt jackie <laughs> took my sister and i to go see cats when we were younger and we made it about tw- we made it about 20 minutes in and we all looked at each other we were like I, my, my sister and i were kids and we and like the three of us were like looking back and forth at each other and we were like you want to go and we were like yeah get us out of <laughs> here like we, oh we, we 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 didn't make it through the whole thing i don't remember how long it was but it felt like 20 30 minutes and we were wow. like, nah, we're out. Wow. <laughs> and I sat and watched the whole movie. And there's that whole scene where Rebel, where, where Rebel Wilson is the cat is walking through the kitchen, and then the little the, um, um, the little uh, the little cockroach people with the people faces. That shit was like, that uh, shit felt like that felt like drugs. I was not uh, ready for uh, that shit. Like, <laughs> I was screaming. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then she fucking like Yo. knocked them off the table and they were falling. She ate a couple of them. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck am I watching right now? Like, I mean, that is what cats do, but yeah, nah. <laughs> Jeez. Nah, that movie was a trip. I'm actually kind of happy I saw it in theaters because it felt like a, it felt like the first time I saw Rocky Horror in a movie theater. Oh, except, yeah. Like, like I, except I was the only person laughing and screaming at it. Like everybody else was like, everybody else was like super serious. And I'm just like, this is, this is hysterical. Like, what am I watching right now? Right. Like a movie that gave, well, a movie that gave me opposite vibes was also like that. saw Frozen on Broadway that, that was like, cause I'd never watched the movie and I was like, I'll go see it on Broadway. That sounds fun. And I had a good time. That was like a ball. That was great. And I was like, all right, let me try to get the movie a chance. I watched like five minutes of that shit. And I had to turn it off. I was like, Ew, no really? way. Yeah, I couldn't. It was too white. It was all these people in the snow. And I was like, I'm cold. You know, it was just 
on the on the Broadway one, they had a lot of like there was like um I think like the father was black, the like the love interest was like some black guy or something like that. They had just more people of color in the in the cast, and it was just it had you know the musical version, the Broadway version had more sauce. It was really fun. I had a good time watching it. Um, but I was like, and then I turned on the, the the movie, and I was like, I cannot, I can't sit through this. I just like, it's not giving me what I need. You. That's hilarious. How was yeah. um how how was the Broadway version of uh what the fuck is the song Let It Go? Oh, I mean, I had fun. You know, I was like, okay, here goes the song. You know what I'm saying? Because I like yeah. the old, literally the only time I'd ever heard that song was from little kids singing it like in the street and in Target and everything. That and I heard it across streets. I wasn't like teaching any kids of that age who had seen it. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't babysitting anybody. I'd have had no kids that age in my house. So like that was the only time I heard that song. <laughs> it was like in the street and it was really bizarre. Like I heard it everywhere. But then I was the song like didn't hit me. But you know, I liked I liked the musical a lot. Like, you know, it was it was fun on stage. Um I had I had fun. Um also it was like we went and there was just there was like uh, we were behind a bunch of classes, you know. We were a bunch of like, a bunch of like school kids, and the, we had like the nosebleed seats. It was like me, my mom, my mm. own in the back. And I mean, it was fun. Like it was cool, but it was just like it. It's just really cool to see like them experience it, and then and they start screaming at the parts that they really know, and like they start like screaming the 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 words to the song. And this is my first time seeing it, and I'm just like, wow, this is like part of the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that was cool. That was cool for my first time to see Frozen. Like I think that was that was more appropriate than going to watch the movie, you know, just like on streaming, which was what I was trying to do. I was just like in my house, like by myself, <laughs> trying to watch Frozen. I was like, this is not it. I don't, I don't like this movie. <laughs> you know. So. Honestly, I wish that was my first experience. I saw it in theaters and I thought it was really good, but uh, yeah. it's not. It, but it, but um, but it's but it sounds like the show was a lot better. It's and, a lot more lively, obviously. Yeah. It's real people doing anything on stage. You made it sound like it was a versus or something, talking about people <laughs> like screaming their parts and shit. Like, I get really <laughs> I love I love musicals, first of all. Musicals are really fun for me. Don't ask mm-hmm. me about my favorite musical because I don't know. But I there's won't. one well, actually, there's one that I saw, like my dad uh took me to see Passing Strange way back in the day. Dude. Oh wow, that's yeah, that's that show cut. is really good. Yeah, that was off Broadway show. That show is really good. And then the thing was like, my dad was just like, my dad took me and the family to see Passing Strange, and it was really cool. I I enjoyed it. I that's like one of my favorite shows. It's been too long since I've seen it. I don't remember anything about Passing Strange, but I remember like the name and being like, "What's that about?" Like, yeah, that, like it, it just kind of caught me in that way. No, having seen it, I just remember having a lot of fun. And I remember there was like a part where it had like these huge lights on the stage. And I remember that being like too bright, you know, that like <laughs> it was a flash. It like it, it didn't happen for but it was just like it was so bright. And I remember that. It's hilarious. Before oh God, we move musicals. on, before we move on, there's one one musical that I always wanted to see but never got to see was the Fela Kuti musical. Um, uh, I heard, I, I heard I know, it was I so it. good. Yeah, my mom saw it. I didn't see it. I I haven't seen it. Yeah, just like I love the idea because 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 like I think like the whole theater was like decked out to be like a to be like a fancy restaurant or something. And like it was just like really? them sing like it seemed like it was pretty ambitious. And I just love Fela Kuti. So 
I was looking forward to seeing it at some point, but it's just not my mom there has photographs of Fela Kuti. Wow. Yeah, right. no, she actually. I'm. I don't. I'm like. I'm wondering if like she's gonna have these images in her book. She's. She has a book coming out with her images from uh, Festex seventy seven, um, which was like your mom's a, huge... a photographer. Yeah, we all artists mm. in my family, baby. Got um, you. Okay. Yeah. So you know that. I remember we actually did a collaborative piece using um, an image of Fela um, and it like using images that my mom took of Fela and then I recolored them in like Illustrator. Oh, and that's cool. Then, and then my brother had it animated and my dad was like helping putting the like the video editing together and we had it printed. When you move around the piece, it's a lenticular print. Um, yep. And so like, and there was like a lot of frames. I feel like there were like 16 frames. So when you move around it, like it really moves. Like Whoa, a movie. that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, that was like a collaborative a collaborative project like my family and I did. That's so much fun. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like so like while you were growing up, now that I know that like everyone in your family is some kind of artist, like <laughs> when did uh like when did music first come into your life? Because because like you know, like when I first met you, I knew you as like an artist who did pretty much everything. But like <laughs> it's but funny, like, it's like depending on where you meet me, it's like you know me for something like a little different, you know. I used yeah. to be known as like the person who like played piano, you know what I'm saying? But like I because I played piano from like five to seventeen, you know, that's twelve years of like playing the piano. <laughs> yeah. So um, but then I was just like, uh, it wasn't for me anymore. And my brother always thought I should make music. Like music has obviously always been a part of my life um you know my family plays loud music my mom has like a huge record vinyl collection in the house um so you know music has just always been um you know the part part of life and also seeing live music and stuff like that like I grew up seeing a lot of live music shows um but yeah, and I was like, I was always like playing on the piano, but my brother always saw that I should like make my own music. He's like, you should make your own music. And it's just like, and he would try like for the longest, like I remember he bought me Reason. I don't know if you've ever seen the interface for Reason. Like when you open the program, it, yeah, looks, like a, it looks like an analog mixer. And, and like me, I learned how to play piano and like how to read staff music. So I was like, well, fuck and so I just never learned how to use it but he like was always trying to get me to like learn something else um but I remember um in high school we actually there was like a midi class that I took in high school and we learned how to use some really old really old like Microsoft DAW like Microsoft um like audio workstation it was it was called Cakewalk cakewalk I remember this um mm. and so I learned how to like do midi stuff on that like in high school and I thought that was cool um but the, I think I only started you know making my own music for real in 2012 I'm saying my brother signed me and him up for um like an Ableton class like just two days like on a weekend um just to basically like oh this is how to press play this is do this do that you know just like how to use the layout right um and then I've just, you know, been making stuff. And I started performing like three years later. I was like, <laughs> I spent like three years, like just trying to like, figure shit out um, and, you know, 
make something that sounded like real music and not just like ding 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 you know <laughs> right because <laughs> you know you, you gotta get through that you gotta get through that moment um you know what you genius. know what's oh no I, i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off it was nothing happening i'll just ramble so <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy you brought up the little tick, tick, tick shit because, um, <laughs> I was, uh, tick, tick, be- tick, tick. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. You already knew where I was going with it. Great. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, yeah. Yesterday I saw this video on ninth wonder talking about like the difference between like people playing on drum pads and people playing pianos. Right. And he was and just, he was just talking like, stuck up about yeah, how, was- like, Oh, you're not really playing the instrument. Nah. <laughs> and he was like going tink tink to tink tink on the on the keyboard is not playing no keys and right. everybody th- that's just like and like he came up with that sound <laughs> yeah yeah like that c and that d was manufactured for like i just he was talking his shit and it, it just felt so good to hear somebody really stand up for uh for like sample based instrumentation in that way because like that's fuck it. anybody who doesn't think that sampling's not instrument fuck mm. anybody who doesn't think the sample who ah one more time fuck anybody who doesn't think playing off a beat pad is instrumental because like it is is. like what the fuck like rearranging old sounds is just as crazy as putting new ones together like i I don't understand yeah man it's amazing like yeah that's a whole that's a whole skill like that's for real like you play in the sound like what Right. And yeah. And, and yeah, like that reaches from like dub and reggae all the way to rap, you know, like Lee Scratch Perry, who also just passed away. Like right. he was he was a pioneer of that shit. Like he he Dude. used to bury he used to bury microphones in the ground to like get new sounds off of them and then would like sample stuff from like like he would like use found sounds. I don't know, man. Yeah, like that's, that's incredible. Like that shit is amazing. You know, like how is that not like how is that any less like musical? than somebody just like playing a chord on a piano you know like and right. I, like i say I, like i say that as somebody who took piano lessons for a decade myself like you know like i've been mm-hmm. on that side too so i get it right but like, yeah people yeah just don't be snobby about it like shut right up. i don't know why anybody <laughs> gotta be snobby about anything especially in this day and age where like literally <laughs> anything is possible and doable you know what i'm saying like right we done accelerated the technology way too fast for anybody to be snobby about anything. Like, for real, like it's it's just wasted energy at this point. You right, know? literally. Right. So, um, so you mentioned that you and your brother took the Ableton class, and you kind of took two years to start, or, or excuse me, three years to really start like putting together stuff that you thought was like was coming out good, but um. You know, your first official release on Bandcamp is a single, and it was released on September 18th, 2017, which will be almost four years to the day of this episode being look released, at that. which is pretty oh, crazy. Oh, really? Like, yeah, 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 because it, it came out the 18th, and I think this will be out on the 22nd. So pretty, pretty close, pretty close to the day right there. Serendipitous. Let me see, like, because I was putting stuff on SoundCloud before that. Mm, um, see? Like, literally, I was just, like, putting a couple things on SoundCloud, and then I don't know when it got to Bandcamp. I just, like, saw that Bandcamp was cool, and I was like, that, I like the layout and stuff. Right. Um, so, so then, yeah, let me, it? let me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that one. That was, like, I was definitely going through, like, a middle like a middle period with that one. Like I was just trying yeah. to like figure out what my sound was. So I dropped like 
it was that one and tell me you can i was also doing like weird 3d stuff like i got these weird 3d covers um, yeah i remember those yeah um i gotta open up blender again that was just like me being ridiculous in blender and trying to figure it out (laughs) so um so like what what inspired you to go from just like making the music for yourself to being like you know what I want other people to hear this. Why was it finally time? What, what whether we're talking about Bandcamp or SoundCloud, like what? Yeah. yeah, what was that? Well, I was going to shows. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really go to shows uh, growing up. Like I didn't go to, you know, I didn't go to like parties and things. Um, I went to a lot of like, so, like I saw Sweet Honey in the Rock at Carnegie Hall as a kid. You know what I'm saying? So oh, wow. like that was cool. I've seen I've seen a lot of like cool like concerts and stuff, but like in terms of like little DIY shows and stuff like that, like I only started doing that like when I was at Purchase. And, you know, first of all, I was like, oh, everybody's putting together a show, and it was kind of like new to me, um, just like people that I know putting together shows, um, and that was cool to like go to see you know a band of people that you know playing music, and it just and I didn't I didn't I still like at Purchase I didn't make any music like while I was there I didn't have the time I was like yeah I, I didn't think the, so I wasn't in the music department so that wasn't like I didn't have any like extra time or anything or like also my laptop I don't think had the space for it. I was like I gotta get out and do this but yeah no so I was like then after college I was just like going to the shows that my friends were putting on and everybody was in Bushwick and stuff and I'm just seeing like people doing all types of really weird different acts, you know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. I was, you know, making music and, you know, I was around a bunch of like weird people making weird music and doing cool stuff. So I was like, I can do this. You know, this is, you know, I'm amongst people that I, you know, that I know or whatever. And I'm just, that are putting on shows. I'm going to get in and like do my own thing. Cause I've been making music and I'm proud of it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I really had to learn how to use my voice anyway. Um, Cause you know, it was just, and that's the only way, that's the only way to get better is to keep, you know, keep doing it. Yeah. Keep doing it for sure. Um, So I was like, I wanted, I just wanted to learn how to use it. I'm still learning, still learning, still practicing, but you know. When, um, so so like after purchase and after like all the art you had done, um, when like, like you know you just mentioned like having to learn how to like use your voice like when did you first really feel comfortable kind of like leaning into your voices like a wow like I could actually do this shit if I wanted to oh my god it was so hard because number one I didn't grow up singing at all like I didn't grow I wanted I, I I actually like didn't even speak you know when I was a kid when I was a really small kid I like I didn't talk really like I was just like, I didn't speak. And then like my parents and family members that like, got me speaking to like talking toys. Like I had a phone that like that talked, I guess to like stimulate me to talk. And I was just like, so I was like, I didn't use my voice unless I had to really. I never really liked to be like yelling and doing all those sorts of stuff. And I never, um, like I wasn't in church either. Um, you know, a lot of people right. learn through church and like they get that, pro- like that loud projection through church. Like I was never, I was never in that. Um, So I didn't really grow up. There were instances where like I would sing a little bit, like I would try to like be a understudy for like the musical or something. Cause I was like, oh, I realized I can like kind of sing, but it's just like, I never, 
you know, never really did it for real, for real. So like when I act like, but I talk real loud, you know what I'm saying? I have a really uh-huh. loud, like, loud, like <laughs> piercing voice. And so it, people always tell me, oh, you do you sing? You should learn how to sing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, you know, I don't know how to do that. Um, you know, but it, at some point you learn it's like a, it's a muscle, you know, um, like all, it's like a bunch of muscles and it just takes a lot of training um, and just, you know, knowing what sound you have to be on. And I'm so like, I still don't know what the fuck's going on. Like professionals amaze me, like professional singers and professional musicians fucking amaze me. They like are really like tapped in. Um but I'm 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 definitely like a tink tink to tink tink type of artist. <laughs> but um, but you know I make it happen. So I'm just like I'm just learning how to like how to how to how to really express myself. That's really what it is. And like I've just you it's like it's exercise for my chest. Like the only exercise I get is just like talking <laughs> talking loud. Right, right. Learning how to use it and u- use my vocal cords and my lungs in different ways. Um. So it's cool. Learning how to rap was hard, actually. Like, <laughs> learning how to rap was harder, like harder on the lungs. I was like, I gotta keep talking like real yeah. fast and like make <laughs> it sound like not like I'm screaming. <laughs> like, um, but I think that definitely helped. Like with the, um, it helped me sing actually. So I'm still, still figuring that out. Right. It makes complete sense to me. You know, like you, you like I grew up singing. And I tried to rap and I, and, and like, I could rap sometimes, but like, not right. really like nothing too, cra- <laughs> n- nothing, nothing too crazy. Like, right. it's just, uh, um, like vocal stuff is a lot harder than I think people want to say it is like, just like being able to project and not like, it, it's all about like finding that balance and, yeah. like, and, and, and like what works for you. Cause like what works for you isn't going to work for the other person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like, the best the best advice I actually got with like sort of vocal training or anything was from Mitski. And she was like, mm. what did she say? She said, you know, just be comfortable and don't hurt yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like don't, literally just don't hurt yourself. Because yeah. that's that's what that's what happens a lot with uh, vocalists. Like they really like fuck themselves up. Yeah. They strain their voices. Yeah. No, that's a fact. And I, you know, I've reading into it because I didn't grow up singing so I was like finding out right. about you know a lot about this like very recently I was like yeah. oh shit you know obviously because it's a part of your body that you know it's like like athletes can fuck themselves up it's like the same thing mm-hmm. and yeah you know like wherever she is shout out to Mitski I have no idea where she went yeah I hope, <laughs> I hope she's well like, <laughs> yeah, I was same like, here. get off the internet because this internet shit is crazy yeah you know what I'm bro, I get it, but you know, like yeah, you know, like wherever she is, like you know, another purchase alum. Shout out, shout, shout out, shout to out, purchase. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, like, so like, so like, this is this is your base, more or less, right? And mm-hmm. because and, and, like, and like off of all of this, there's a there are like a handful of projects and some of the songs that were on your Bandcamp that I wanted to touch on super quick. Um, Ooh. and the first one that came up to me was uh, y'all can't sample Beyonce. <laughs> because I just I, like like I love the idea of like this project is like based around Beyonce samples, you know, yeah. so like so like where did that idea come from? And like what? Why? Why? Beyond, I mean, it, it, I mean, it feels like a stupid question to ask, but why Beyonce? You know, like, like let me just click. Oh, here go my Internet because it, it ain't clicking through. Um, OK, I, 
I put it up here in 2017, but I think that's inaccurate because I definitely put it up on. Because whenever she dropped that self-titled album, I got really excited about it because I wasn't like obviously I knew who Beyonce was, and I knew all of her songs, and I knew all the Destiny's Child songs. I won the radio and stuff like that, but I wasn't like part of the Beehive like in any capacity. Right. I just assumed that I would know everything because I'm online, you know. Like I, so everybody else is posting stuff. And so I was like, and I was on Tumblr or some shit, you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, like, it's like new Beyonce stuff. And I was like, what? This is new songs I didn't hear about. And all of a sudden, it's a like new album. I was like really excited by the fact that an artist as big as her could drop a surprise album. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, that was a huge deal. And because the shit was getting leaked left and right all the time. So I just remember being so excited by that project. And, you know, when you go and you hear... um like DJs play Beyonce's song or something. Oh, you hear like somebody like sample Beyonce a little bit. And it's just like, I was always just thinking like, I just feel like this could go harder. You know what I'm saying? Or just like this, you could like really chop it up and get really crazy. Um, So that's what I did. I want to redo it to be honest, because like listening back to that now, it it, it doesn't even get as crazy as I could have got, you know, but that, that was basically the, um, hold on, this is rubbing against my shirt. I was like, that was basically the, um, the thinking behind that project. I was just like, y'all can't sample Beyonce. Y'all not doing it. Let me, let me just, you know, try my hand. Let me do it a little bit <laughs> and like make something completely new, but like obviously use these like Beyonce samples. Right. Um, I definitely want to do it again. Like I want to redo that project. Yeah. Either redo it or just like make a volume two or something. That's, that's like, what that's, I mean. Yeah. That's like I mean. that, um, like, that, um, yeah. Like the Beyonce self-titled, I feel like, I feel like the beehive started, with the with the Beyonce self like I mean like obviously she was already a huge star at that point uh, I knew a friend who was in the Beyonce like she was like the number one Beyonce fan that I knew like every time we go to her house she would whip out like the Beyonce experience DVD Mm. you know what I'm saying and this was way before self-titled so she was like she was tuned in and like people who were fans of her really saw like the crazy shit that she was doing on stage, you know, just giving that like Tina Turner extra ass energy. Right. Um, but like nah. I, you know, I was just like, oh, here you go, you know, my friend putting on Beyonce again. You know, like I saw it and it was really cool. But like I it got like it it, it took it to another level with the self-titled thing because like it surprised I think it like a surprise a lot of people, you know, into being <laughs> more fans. Right. Of her. And then on top of that, like internet fandom was starting to kind of like, was starting to kind of like take on the form that it's taken yeah. on today with like that stan culture like, and shit. That was Tumblr and it's heyday. That was like Tumblr right. at its like height too at that time. Right. And yeah, like Twitter was slowly but surely starting to come into the conversation and sh- like it was like, you know, like obviously like it didn't start. Like, I don't really know if saying like that, like, the self-titled started the beehive, but I think it like helped to mobilize it them amp- and like it, it organize amplified them, them yeah. for sure. For sure, yeah. Dropping Definitely. a whole you know album of, of videos with you know, yeah, video for every song. That's crazy. And at yeah. the time, it was like, damn, what the fuck, like. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, like you were saying, like the biggest pop, you know, or, or like we're like one of the biggest pop acts in the world, just dropping a surprise album. Like it, it like she wasn't the first to do that, but she was, right. but, but she, no. she definitely yeah, but, popularized it for this era. Like for yeah, for being like so, like as large of an artist as she is, and for like the real Beehive 
people, they knew something was coming. Like, they knew, like, she was filming in places, but they didn't know when it was coming. You know what I'm saying? And, like, at before that, like, the whole thing with, like, big artists had to go and, like, go through Target and stuff like that and drop, like, physical fees. I think that was kind of, like, you know, unheard of for that, you know, level of artist who was so deep in the industry. Right. And yeah, like, that's crazy. You bring that up. The Target, the Target deluxe edition of an album used to be like that. It wasn't like a rite of passage, but it was like a standard for, for like a did. certain yeah, caliber like, of artist. Yeah, that was like a partnership that like artists had. And Target right. was like mad at her for that, actually. Like, you know, biz, you know, the business, which is right, like, oh, right. we're not going we're not going to sell the Beyonce album in our stores. <laughs> <And I> was, <laughs> it was a whole thing. I was like, it was yeah. so fun. I was just I was very online like then, like. I feel like online in a different way. Like, I feel like I was definitely like, I'm still like hyper online and I would like to less be, but like definitely at that time I was like checking out like everything coming up on screen. That was like, before it was like, wait a minute, I shouldn't be online all the time. (laughs) Like I was just like searching all of this shit. It was more, it was more innocent back then for sure. Like, like not to say that it wasn't as like dangerous and wild, but like it was still pretty, comparatively the internet in 2013 was like i think i just had less responsibilities (laughs) yeah (laughs) let me take that back let me take that back you're right you're right you're right you're right right. (laughs) let me take that back right um so you know everybody listening go listen to y'all can't sample beyonce because i just think the idea is great like it's just it's it's just so much fun it's like 15 minutes it was a lot of fun like it sounds like it sounds like you had a great time making it you know like <laughs> somebody said it's like a workout ep it's definitely like a workout uh playlist yeah vibe definitely yeah like that yeah, yeah like like some sort of like active like you're like out and walking around type shit yeah nah it's it's right. definitely that um um another thing i want to talk about real quick is a uh, dear diary like talk True. to me about like about, talk to me about putting Dear Diary together and like where your head was at at that time. Um, when you first start out, um, it's kind of just like oh, you know, like I I did this thing, I made this like these little songs, I made this little mashup, but that was like one of the first times where I was like, no, I'm like I'm writing songs, um, I'm producing like for real, you know, um, and with that, I was just like I'm. I'm emo. I was like, come straight from like the emo, <laughs> emo tribe. Um, so I, I'm, I'm like really like, I get really in my head. I'm always like thinking about, um, you know, my feelings and stuff. And like, it starts off with like, um, I wish I wasn't sad and weepy. Like I'm very Evanescence vibe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a child of Evanescence for sure. Um, and then it, but then it gets angry. Cause it's like, after I get sad and after I get over to like the sad shit, I get like really defiant and it's like, nah, how you going, you know, how you going to talk to me that way? Um, so that's kind of like the, the, like the plot of that, no, not even the plot of that. That's just like how the, how the song moves. It starts off with like just me being like in bed and just like, not like, just like feeling down on myself. Like, Oh, why am I, why am I this way? Why am I that way? And then like halfway through, it's like, nah, why are you looking at me like that? Why are you thinking of me that way? No, I am, you know, you know, you don't listen to me when I'm saying the truth and all this, this, that, and the third. Cause that you know, that's real shit that I'd be going through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it definitely felt like a breakout moment in that way where you just kind of like, kind of like confiding in yourself in a way you hadn't before. 
And I remember it really struck me when I first heard it. And I was like, damn, like you arrived. Like, <laughs> like it, it was it was it was it was pretty wild to see that kind of happen, not necessarily in real time, but just to like yeah. hear it and be like, damn, like this is this is kind of crazy. That's definitely a moment. Like I love that song and I haven't even really performed it recently. Performed at this warehouse um like venue and whoever the sound engineer was that night was like getting jiggy on the like the effects and shit and so it was so it was like reverbing and stuff and I was like okay like so it it definitely lent itself to have like a lot of space like uh, my music definitely had like a lot of thinking space at that time um and now I'm bringing that a little bit back because I there was like I just had to get like a manic like a lot of manic energy out and it's just, right and I didn't, you know, always had like the slow thinking songs, but I was like, I was putting a lot of my focus into like the stuff for the crowd and the stuff that I was making in like 2015, 2000, well, even before that, like it was very, cause I was making it in my room and only, you know, playing it for myself. So I was making all these like slow, sad, like thinking songs, you know, um, so, I mean, obviously, I'm back on that shit now because we've been in the house. Like, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just, you know, different different times, different thoughts for different times. Right. And, you know, speaking you know, like speaking of the exact opposite, like you were talking about, like, a song for the crowd, like, pop shit is a song for the crowd. Ah. Like, that's, like, I love that song, you know? Literally, like, I- when I was, when I made that, I was like, I need a banger. Like, I was just, like, doing all this stuff. Like, just making these songs. I was just like, I need a banger because, like, the, the one of the last bangers I had was, just, like, the song Engine. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm tired of that being, like, my only banger, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need some, you know, I just need some more like hype shit. And I was just like definitely in the mood. I was like literally you're just like in the house. Like I just need something to like hype me up um over the summer. Like summer 2020 was like really hectic, you know, and I just I really just need to pick yeah. my energy up. That's why I made that. Yeah. And you know, and you're like you brought in you brought in someone, Jersey's finest, Cakes the Killer, to come Jersey's on and finest. do it. Like I shout was out. so happy. Shout out to Cakes, because he didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, only send me some shit that's like hot. Like, don't send me it if it's not hot. And I was like, I got something that's hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I just, you know, I just had it. And I went and like, I sent it. And he was like, hi, you know, I got you. Like, a just very quick turnaround. I was just, I just need like a quick, like, you know, like eight bars, just like, so, just like a flash. Cause that's what it needed. It was just like, it needed like that hot flash. And man, Case is so amazing for that. Yeah yeah like y'all just sounded so great together and just like and just like the beat is like the whole song just feels really cathartic from like what it's about like lyrically to just like how like metallic and like club ready it sounds like that sounds like that That shit was like literally to like lift myself up i was like yo like because people will always want to try you and shit you know what i'm saying it's like nah (laughs) right no of course you know, like, yeah, you know, like everybody wanted to try you and you came out and we're like, nah, fuck you. Like, listen yeah, to this. I mean, that's just that's just life. You know what I'm saying? You told know. um, people to go. You told people to go get their life. Like, go get your life on the dance floor and don't worry about me. Period. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, <laughs> do whatever you need to do. Like, you know, don't apologize for your shit. Just do what you need to do. I know you want to do it. Like, you know, I know you want to pop it off. Let's go. <laughs> um. Like do do that shit that's on your mind, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
Gotta get and, um, going. Gotta get a move on. Yeah, you, 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 you. Yeah, like you really caught a crazy flow too. Like just I, like, like I remember the first time I really let that beat like sit in my head, and just like heard the way you were hitting pockets, and I was like, this is just. It, it was it was it was just a it was, it was a vibe honestly i don't even know what else I don't know to what say. happened like, with that one that one was really fun you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just like i don't you know you sh- when you make the shit the shit just happens something you know mm-hmm. yeah I love, like, that, I love that vibe also like if you're ever making stuff with like another person and it just like stuff starts happening you're like oh shit it just means yeah right like when things just start to stack on top of each other like that it, like it's just and it yeah. just works like indescribable you, yeah your your brain just starts connecting shit you know what i'm saying uh-huh the synapses just firing mad fast <laughs> you already know and the last one i want to touch on real quick is the one that you just dropped like not i don't even know how long it's been it hasn't been that long but leave me alone um <laughs> like a year now oh really leave me alone well, no, been hold a- on, hold on. no when did i put it out um i don't know i don't even know at this point like i just put it i've just i have all of this stuff that i'm just like listening to it and the whole reason I did the re- residency, I was like, I need to play these songs out because I, did, I, you know, I finished up, finished it up like in the house. And, you know, I just want to hear what it sounds like and at people and in front of people. So like, yeah, I've been, you know, I've just been like sitting on it, literally just like listening to it over and over again because I'm obsessed with listening to my own, <laughs> listening to my own stuff. But and just like really, really sitting with it and living with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So I really like understand what I'm doing with it and what I'm saying with it. Um, I just I'm I'm really happy with it because I was like I just need something like smooth and like jazzy real quick. Like I just need because I was doing all these like I was like okay like I've been doing like the banger thing that was cute, um, but like I was just like let me just like bring it back. Think about like what I really feel like because like I'm very laid back. <laughs> I'm very like yeah. I'm very low key and I just, I really want, um, I really want my sound to reflect who I am, you know, fully. Um, so I'm definitely exploring, exploring a lot of that and <laughs> leave me alone. So I, I put out two of the songs so far. Right. And I'm just, I'm holding on. I performed all of them live. So if, you, if anybody who saw me live, oh, I'm going to be performing live soon too. So I've, you know, I'll be doing it live. So I love to get the audience reaction first. To yeah. Before Always. I like, before I have people sit with it, you know, by themselves in their houses and their ear headphones and stuff. Like I just want to see people's faces and how they react to certain things. And like maybe like if they, if I want to see their faces do something else at a certain point, I'll like add something there. You know what I'm saying? So so it's like so it's like Kanye, but like this music's actually done. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, like I haven't even really touched it, you know what I'm saying? I just, yeah. I just have it and I love it. Um, and I'm, I'm also just like working on where my head is at now because all of this stuff is like where my head was at, you know, like two years ago. Um, right. And so I just, you know, I just, I really want to just get settled with, you know, my psyche and my mind and just like sort of have like some surrounding, you know, thoughts that would probably, that would influence, you know, that you know i just just want to have like a wide you know like wide like breadth of thoughts around <laughs> around my work mm-hmm. yeah I so, so I, got, I got so used to doing things really fast you know what i'm saying and just like yeah putting things out on like all of the time and i just get like that's not 
you know how my brain works all the time so I just like need to roll roll it back you know and just like really really observe what I'm doing and really think about what I'm doing right and you know you took that time and you kind of like what yeah like when you first reached out to me about the um about the residency you did it's it it, it, it was just cool that you kind of took that time to kind of just like marinate in those songs so like talk to me about like that residency and kind of how it um how it like affected your relationship with the music you were playing and like if you got like yeah like you're like what reaction did you get from the audience playing like unreleased joints that you either expected or didn't expect and just like how did the overall experience kind of like inform the way you make music if that makes sense if it, if it even like affected it in that way I love performing live. Um, it's like a whole different set of muscles for that, as opposed to just me, you know, running around the house, practicing it. Um, it's just, it's different when there's people in front of you, because I think my heart rate goes up because I'm looking at people and I'm like standing on the stage, you know, looking, you know, it's just literally the physicality of it is a lot different. Um, I really enjoy, you know, hearing my voice on the microphone and just like hearing the sound around me, that's cool too. Um, I just, I love, I love doing it live. Like I like, I like doing it and I want to do it more. Um, and just learning how to do it. It's something that I, you know, that I'm not, um, it, I, it's not something that I've been doing my whole life. So it's still mm-hmm. something I'm kind of new at and learning how to do. And that's really exciting. You know what I'm saying? Right. How yeah. is, uh, like how has performing live affected the way you make music? Has it at all? Like. Ooh, yeah, no, for sure. It has because like I have to take into account like how much breath I can fit in certain phrases. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, that's a big one. Um yeah. yeah, and then just like sometimes people's reactions to stuff because you know, I'll be cracking jokes and whatever. Um, and so just to see if people will laugh at something or see if they will hear a certain vocal, you know what I'm saying? I, I take into account like what might um, not come across clearly because I really like my lyrics to sort of be clear. I want people to hear what I'm saying. Um, so I like that's, that's, so that's something I really think about because um, that was something that was definitely very different about performing, you know, just making music and performing it on stage. I was just like, oh, my, you know, I have to learn how to project physically. I have to like literally do, you know, and just like, if I get distracted by somebody doing whatever, you know, it's an audience full of people. If I get distracted, making slow music for myself mostly, you know, and like fun stuff. But then like where I realized like people really want to like get their blood flowing a lot of the time and like get moving. So I was like, okay, yeah, I need to do that too. Like I need to get like, need to get the energy flowing in my body. Cause I'll, I'll, I'll be like real laid back. And I was like, no, I still have like energy to release and like it's a great way for me to do that. Like, I just get on stage, I just like start yelling. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get a mic and start yelling. So cathartic. And then, you know, like that takes you somewhere to like the, um, um, the art installation you did where your face was all over Times Square billboards, which like, Oh my God. Wow. Like talk, like, like, I don't think I know the story behind that. So like, talk to me about how that happened and like what that was a part of and how it felt to be performing in the middle of like the most famous, intersection on planet earth with your fucking face on the billboard yeah that shit was lit i was like i didn't i didn't even realize like how 
big of an experience that was really going to be for real until I was like in the middle of it and then like looking up and I was like, wow. But shout out to uh, Times Square Arts. That's like something that's been going on for years. And I didn't really know that. Um, a few artists um, that I'm friends with had their work up um, at this Times Square Midnight Moment. And that's kind of how I found out about it. I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, seeing a couple of people like with their art all over the screens. And then, um, then like I submitted my work. They were like, you should do one too. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, you're right. I should do one. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I submitted my work and, you know, the committee loved it, you know, and I was like, that's cool. So this, the midnight moment is the largest and longest running billboard exhibition in the world. Um, I didn't know that um, until I, until I did this. Um, and so it's been really cool. Um, that was a great experience. And like, I was like, and then I was dropping music at the same time and mm-hmm. I kind of just brought it together and I just like, you know, it just, and I was like, I'm just going to make it into this like one event. I was like, can I do a, like a, um, what is, I just like emailed them. I was like, wait, let's do a release show. And they were like, yeah. And so they got like, the speakers and stuff and like the, had my friends and my family come out and like the tourists and stuff were just like the tourists loved it also it was like during a really cold um month it was during April of 2019 but it was really cold it was really cold that entire month it was like freezing cold yeah that yeah yeah, like that like spring to summer was like really really crazy in 2019 yeah so I was just like, I literally had a, like my little my little clothes on and like just trying to keep warm out there. But um, yeah, no, it was really fun. It was really like, I don't even know how to explain it. I was just like awestruck. I was like, wow, I love seeing my work big also. Like, I just love that. I've, I've seen my work big a few times. I love it every time. Um, I love, you know, big lights. I love squares. And like, literally, <laughs> I was just so excited. Like, I've you know, I just never, ex- I would have never thought to be a part of that, you know, just that's something I never thought about, like, before. Um, it's just, it was so much fun, obviously. Like, I'm still I'm still awestruck by it. And I was like, of course, I have to get documentation. I have to do a video. So I did a music video. I had my friend, uh, had my friend Sonny um, come and, like, film literally, like, thinking about three of those really freezing cold days. Like, every, like, midnight we go out there, and it was, like, so fucking cold. It was freezing cold, and it in Times Square midnight is very hectic. It was hectic mm-hmm. like every time. Like, <laughs> like I think people know that. Um, and so like we were you know running through the fucking like the Forever Twenty One that's open late, and you know it was just it was really cool. We only and all through all of that we only had like two minutes and like thirty seconds really because that's how long. Wow. The, um, yeah, that's how long it was up on the screen. Wow, so it was it was really only two and a half minutes. I didn't realize it was that short. Yeah, it was every night um, of April two thousand nineteen. So it was every it was like literally two minutes and thirty seconds, um, like every night. And it was like that was and it was at midnight. So I was like, I didn't know about it because I've never been in Times Square at midnight. Like I just or like I've never been there at the exact two minutes and like whatever thirty seconds that I would have had to see that because like had I been I would have seen that that's cool right um because it's, like literally it's like a bunch of the screens light up to be the same thing that's awesome mm-hmm. and like when mine was like all purple and pink in the streets I was like wow this is so cool um 
So I was like, yeah, I definitely have to get documentation of it. Let's get a video going. I had the song. I was like, yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, looked cute. That's my hair was short. I was like, let me see how long I can grow my hair out. <laughs> um, I miss I miss the short hair. It's okay. Um, but yeah, that was that was really nuts. I'm really happy that they that they liked my work. Yeah, you know, like it, it's like I can't even imagine what it must be like to look at a Times Square billboard and just like see your face. That sounds like it would be like both good and bad kinds there. of overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, I think the 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 um, I couldn't put like logos. I couldn't put logos or text or something like that. I think those were like my only really parameters, and it had to be obviously like safe for like all ages and shit like that. Right in a public yeah. space. So I was just like, I'm gonna put a selfie as i'm going to because i want to see my face yeah why not square. it's Period. cool to be vain sometimes like fuck it. all the time like <laughs> I definitely like y'all gonna know like i made this blah 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 y'all gonna know who made it um you know just I, I was just really excited by it um and also because it's like i a lot of the things that i do are like i do a lot of text work so like, I can't do that. I guess I'll just make this my face. <laughs> like a lot of my work has text in it. So I was like, I can't use right. text for this project. I'm just going to use my face because, you know, that that's that's my other calling card. Like I was like, OK, my logo, I can't use that. The text of my name, I can't use that. I guess I'll just put my face on it. Um, and it was just something that I had been doing anyway. It was right. like just, you know, I was doing these uh, digital paintings and it's like a really like it's sort of like tedious, but it's really like it's really cathartic too to just like put these like ink spots down, you know, these digital ink spots and create an image. Um, so yeah, and that I was I was just really excited to see it like really gigantic on the screen. <laughs> that was really cool. Um, it just sort of also spoke to um, just sort of how the yeah sorry it just spoke to like just being overwhelmed and stuff, especially like in a place like Times Square and having the sensory overload and the the like animations and like static that I had going on in the background of it is just sort of the thing. That's how I sort of visualize like my thought process when it was like overwhelmed or like um, overstimulated. Um, and so like I, that's, and I'm trying to figure out like where the other part was going, like being in this box, and also like the waves i'm some of my work is like it's br it's more breathing but those for like for the times square thing for the times square exhibit it was like not breathy at all it was like really like staticky and it was like very it was like um my intention of my work obviously like <laughs> but um yeah it's that's that was the whole like animation behind it. So it was like, yeah, here's my face, but like this is also what's going on, like in the back of my mind. Right. Like one of the things that really struck, like outside of the fact that you know I saw my homie's face on fucking billboards, like one of the things I love about this is that it's like a culmination of all the different types of art you do, right? Like between yeah. the, between between like the visual stuff and your music and just like how I was like, I'm gonna themes... let him know I'm doing it all, baby. Right. <laughs> like how, how the themes across all of them just kind of like intersect. And I guess, you know, just like I was, you know, I was just wondering like how, like how, how does, how does all the different 
or actually, no, let me rephrase that. Does all the types of art that you make inform each other? I ask that in such a stupid way, but like no, everybody asks that, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but um, it's because like it's all coming from the same place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, everything that I make, it's like it's all the same kind of stuff. Um, just because it's like that's what's in my that's what's in my head. I'm not necessarily like joining it up on purpose, but it's like it's it's just all it's all part of the same thing going on, and I just I'm just releasing energy in different in different uh forms because like I was definitely trying I was in a funky mood all week and I was trying to like make music and I was just making these trash beats and I was like man maybe I need to do something else so I was like maybe I'll do some drawing I just had to like you know get that energy out in a different way yeah and 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 like it's great to have those different kinds of outlets you know like that's yeah. just like yeah. like like it's honestly a skill to be able to like transfer that energy into multiple different kinds of art because like yeah. doing because like doing one kind of art is hard enough as it is you know so like that's for i just want to like try a lot of different things um and some you know sometimes certain things just feel better than the others like sometimes i feel like singing sometimes i don't sometimes i feel like making beats sometimes i don't um some like sometimes i can't um and or or I'm procrastinating on something else. Like if I have to do some audio work, I'm gonna like do some visual stuff to like procrastinate on that. Right. And then I'll use it for another project though. So it kind of just feeds into the next thing. <laughs> so it's so it's just art being made to run away from other art. <laughs> right. Period. That's kind of fire, honestly. Like, <laughs> like you know, like even when you're not being productive, you're still being productive. <laughs> In a way, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Know. I definitely had to just like do it for my health mostly. Right. Yeah. Of course. You know, like you don't want to push yourself too hard, and like we already deal with all these pressure with all this pressure to like be super productive all the time, and like yeah. we don't have to, but we we think we do. So. Yeah. And I was just trying to play like a level of Crash Bandicoot and it was not not happening. That shit is hard. <laughs> I can't I can't multitask that. Maybe if I had a Mario Kart. My router. Right. <laughs> with this router, this shit is so disappointing. Nah, you're about to go run up in Best Buy and go get you a new uh, router. Hey, this shit fucking... do not work. I told them I'll be back if it don't work. They say you can return it within 15 days. I was like, if I have to, I'll be back. <laughs> like, See, real life. Fucking fucking let them have it, honestly. Right. No, it's not their fault, obviously. I'm just I'm nah, yeah, yeah, to yeah. call up Google or whatever. Go it's like a Google Nest thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, um, and you know, like wrapping up here, um the one thing, or 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 not the one thing, but like one of the things that I love about, you know, I mean like all your art, but like your music specifically, is that like is that like most of this is like just you. And it's just you pumping all these sounds and all these ideas from your bedroom, you know, like <laughs> it, it's, it's, um, you know, like that's like, you're not the first person to do that. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. a lot of, it, it's a lot of people honestly, doing I that. I set up like, a, a studio space next to my room. So like this past mm. year I've been like standing up and doing stuff. So like definitely like it sounds different and it definitely sounds like louder. It's so funny to like hear the difference um, right now. Like, <laughs> I've just recently brought 
shit back into my bed. Like I literally have my like audio interface and like my mic sitting here. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I need to get back. I was tired of sitting at my desk. Fuck the desk. And I'm getting back into bed. So that's, you're going to hear a lot more slow jams and shit. <laughs> that's fire. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like even, even considering that like small evolution from bed to the room next door, like mm-hmm. just kind of, just kind of like making music, just kind of like making music in your own space like i love that aspect of your music and it really just speaks to like your artistic vision that you're able to pull all this together so you know like considering where you started making your music around 2015 to about you know six years later you kind of like like you made a bit more of a name for yourself you're out and doing shows and all this other shit like i started performing in 2015 that's when i was like oh maybe i can like show it to people and not be like embarrassed (laughs) Mm, yeah yeah i started making in 2012 like right yeah 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 right yeah 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 we yeah we just talked about that yeah that's what i meant i meant uh i meant that you started showcasing it totally yeah no i'm an asshole my fault but i just want to get it right for your audio you know what i'm saying no of course you know (laughs) (laughs) i want to make sure i get it right too but yeah you know like so like so like you've been going at this for about a decade at this point and um you know like looking back on where you first started and like not even having the confidence to be able to like perform the stuff like how do you feel you've progressed as an artist over the course of the last nine ten years i mean i'm definitely more confident i'm definitely like more physically you know able just because i've been trained that muscle a little bit i'm still not you know i would like to take lessons that's my next thing but it's like i've my voice has gotten so much stronger and just like this my comprehension of just sort of rhythms and just exploring new rhythms and new sounds i get really into like still I'm like I get really into like making one synth sound I can just like spend too much time just trying to figure out this one sound sometimes um but I've definitely like I I know like how to hear better now it's really interesting just because I was just listening to things differently um but for sure it's like now it's I don't know it's especially like when I first started, I was struggling to figure out how I was going to do sort of everything, like how I'm going to do the art, visual art and the music and like how I'm going to do all of these things. And it's just, it's coming together as it's coming together, um, which is cool. Yeah. Like you're really, yeah. Like you're really just like a one person operation, just like putting all this stuff together. And I would like to, I would like to join up with somebody someday. We'll see. I mean, like I, I do stuff with my friends occasionally. Yeah. Um, and like we jam out, but it's like, yeah, I'm like, definitely I'd be up in the house just like doing all of these like little things. Um, mm-hmm. like just sort of like piecing together little puzzles. That's what it's like, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm a, I love, I'm a puzzler. I love puzzles. So that's kind of just what this is. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, you know, and you're like, you need to be a little bit of self-sufficient to be able to like do well at puzzles anyway. Yeah. And, and, and like you've already proven that you can do that. And it's just like, hey. it's, it, it's just been super dope to see you grow even, even like whether it's been a decade or five years or whatever the fuck, like you like seeing where you ended up and like the music you've made and the people you've touched and all this other shit. It's just like, damn, like, 
I'm you really, really proud did of that. myself. I'm like, like, wow, look, I can make music. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it's, I'm so amazed every day at every, every, every breath I take. <laughs> just like, right. anytime I can like learn some, how to do something new, it's just like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and like the fact that you even still have that is super dope too, because a lot of people lose that, just like that sense yeah. of curiosity and like wonder you know yeah. and like not not even in like a naive way just in like a wow yeah. i'm excited to be making art type of way yeah you know i'd be so excited to just get that energy off me that's that's a lot of it it's just i just need to get a lot of shit off my chest so i started mm. making music to just just to like complain and people got to listen to me complain because like, like they'll listen if you put a complaint to a beat they will listen to right. that right <laughs> <laughs> so i was like oh, okay y'all like that i got more <laughs> I got more complaints. There's more issues, right. like right. type shit. People always on my nerves. I'm on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> but nah, like it's just been incredible to see you just like get more and more of a grasp on your voice. And I'm just, you know, like I don't Me have too. any more. Yeah, like, <laughs> Same to you. Thank you. Like, right. yeah. I feel like I feel like we've both grown so much like 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 I think I think us as seniors would be looking at us right now like almost 10 years out of college like being like damn like we really went there with it like damn so Honestly, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do and I, I was like dang now what you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah you know so, this is cool you know it's, it's working out how it works out yeah I, I like I, I I can't put that shit better myself. I don't have any more questions. This cool. was fucking tight. Yo. Yeah, this is wow. awesome. Oh, I'm sorry for you. everything. It kept cutting off, but nah, you know, it's all good. You know, it just cut out again. That's so funny. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Come just on. as you were. Nah, it, but 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 not nah, like it's really it's really all good. Like you know, like we're you know, like, like we're gonna make it work the way we can make it work. And I really just appreciate you taking almost two hours of your day to just like bullshit with me. You know, I love it. I love it. Honestly, this is what I needed. This is definitely what I needed in my week. I've been having a crazy, crazy come down from a crazy August. So mm. I definitely needed this. So thank you so much oh, for giving your time. Of course, like. Right? Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One. <laughs>